tracks, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Coming to the business end of things now towards the 600. Tutelage outside of Battle Plain. Bering Sea trying to raise an effort. Still there was Brilliant Mind working to the picture. Then Bullion Wolf. Namazu right around the outside with Macaro. Then came at the head of the others was Live the Moment. Followed by Unbiased. Bayesian Gold. Stew by Shuffle Back. And up towards the tail. Buster Block and Best Hoffer. The cup field swing for home. Tutelage went to the lead but Brilliant Mind was immediately on the scene. Bullion Wolf coming to the outside after the pair. Wider Bering Sea and Macaro right down the outside. A big finish coming up. Five across the track. Bullion Wolf spread to the lead. Macaro on the outside might be the danger. Bullion Wolf in front. Packing a good punch. And Bullion Wolf won the cup. He won. He beat a Macaro and tutelage and brilliant mind. And great calls from David Fowler up at the Cairns Amateur Carnival. That was Saturday. The Cairns Amateur Cup taken out by an eight-year-old by stratum called Bullion Wolf for Leslie Gordy. Corey Bayless was the winning jockey, a $17 chance. And what's interesting, as I say good morning to, to Rob Lark, as we kick off Bushbeat, that horse started its career under Lloyd Kennewell in South Australia, Bullion Wolf. So he's had a few homes. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Steve, and uh, yeah, rightly so. Weren't they great calls? David Fowler going up, of course, for the amateur two-day carnival and uh, absolutely nails all calls, as you expect from uh, David. And you're right, there's a lot of horses that end up in the far north and in any provincial or country area of Queensland that may have started their career in South Australia. We even had one uh, win at Ilfracombe in the weekend that started down that way. But great training effort, Steve, for Leslie Gordy and uh, great ride Corey Bayless in that high-pressure cup race to get that one home over Macaro that uh, backed up from a second in the Cairns Cup. So went down uh, twice by narrow margins. Macaro and Tutelage, the Cairns Cup winner, uh, racking up a good third. But uh, Bullion Wolf, good odds, and um, trained to perfection to the minute by Leslie Gordon, Gordy and written, uh, ridden to perfection by Corey Bayless. Mm. Not sure of the crowd figures, but you could see just on the, on the footage oh, that good. I watched the atmosphere. Yeah, you could see them lined up. It's just so great. I think I even heard the young uh, commentator on Sky Channel <laughs> bemoaning the fact, of course, with uh, lockdown there, that to see a crowd like that, it was pretty hard for them, I think. Uh, but that's uh, the beauty at the moment in Queensland, isn't it? We hope it continues that way. Um, actually, the race before was a good one too. The Cairns Amateur Sprint, the reset mare, Will, Willie Good for Roy, Roy Chalemi at big odds. And this is one of the Headley Ownership uh, Group horses. And of course, on both days of the amateurs, the uh, Headley Ownership Colours came up with a double on both days. Uh, this one, Willie Good uh, getting up uh, over Simply Splashing and Dr Zeus that had won the new market during Cairns Cup Carnival. They uh, took the amateur sprint at, at good odds again. There were some good price winners getting up. And, of course, the uh, Headley Ownership Group had a strong win with Palencia. Uh, this one uh, has a good record, building a good record and taking cutest money as well on the day. Some other notable things coming out of the meeting. I, I just uh, our regular correspondent Peter Rowe, of course, trains up there, but Dad outdid him in the first race on the Saturday. Desert Sundown getting up over War Singer. Uh, Peter went down closely on the first day with Chateau Royale as well to a Mark Dale first starter and Avertee. So didn't quite get the wins, Pete, but the horses are going well, and I'm sure he was very happy that Dad uh, booted home or got that winner home on the, uh, the day. Um, plenty of winners across the board over the two days. It's such an outstanding carnival. The two Headley winners that occurred on the first day of the Headley Ownership Colours, Freddie Wheeland had Prime Ruler. This one was nominated and accepted for the second day, but got up as odds-on favourite on day one. 
in the Class 3 for Fred Whelan and Ryan Wiggins. And uh, a good win. And the other one for the uh, Headley Ownership Colours were Battle Cry, Stephen Messingham and Malia Castle. Uh, claim two got the win there over Ruby July, a mare that's got plenty of promise. And Soldati, I thought, was a good win. Uh, Charlie de Villia and Manu Potkita. And the big win on the Friday in the Great Northern Brewing uh, CQ Open Handicap over the 9.50 at Big Odds Space Time. I watched this race and Shane Pawsey just settled out the back and they're all... Uh, into a, a fighting finish uh, halfway up the straight and he chimed in down the outside as the outside of the field $31 for Janelle Ryan uh, Space Time and Shane Pawsey but it was a tremendous uh, Cairns Amateur Carnival Steve it, it wrapped up those um, provincial cups circuits uh, that occurred all the way up the coast and now we turn attention into other areas for cups but just some other provincial news for that first part of the show uh, Lacey Morrison riding in great form at Townsville on the Thursday. She had a treble. She won for Ricky Gudge on Old School. She also won for Errol Sewell on Splendorama. And the other winner came for her for Charlie de Villiers on Arise My Son. And uh, Ashley Butler in great form as well with a double there on the day. Busted up for Clinton Taylor. And also Boomgate. Now, Boomgate, Andrew Cameron, going extremely well with this horse. Three in a row now, and he's really found the secret to it. And back at Mackay on the Tuesday, of course, Ashley Butler, a winner there. You expect that on the day. Hurricane fighter for Olivia Cairns. Ryan Wiggins, Ella Walking, back in form for John Mansman. And great to see our uh, Emma Bell from our area getting a win with Billy Johnson, Necessitas, and young Alicia Donnell, the apprentice for Timmy Cook and Sneaky Girl. But the main interest on that provincial circuit was the Cairns Amateurs, Steve, and uh, they've successfully had another great day. And uh, I don't know if you've had reports back from Tony Clements or, or anything. Uh, no, I it, haven't heard. I'll have to get on to David. He'll be in studio with me tomorrow, David Fowler. So I'll ask him then. Of course, Bart Sinclair is up there. And Barry Baldwin as well apparently spoke brilliantly, from what I understand, at a function up there, Barry Baldwin. I'm glad you mentioned Lacey Morrison because she, we know she's a very popular and a comeback rider as well. She was off the scene for such a long time. But last season, she had 125 rides for 25 winners this season yep. uh, 49 rides so far for nine winners and 17 placing so she's well and truly going to surpass the 25 of last season the way she's going um lacey yeah, morrison yep. She's had a few comebacks, hadn't she? And she was she was doing stewarding. Yes, at one she point was too. steward for a period of time as well. I think she did a b bit of nursing and so on, and had a little mm -hmm. baby along the way. I think, <laughs> if memory serves me correctly, is um, training the only thing Lacey hasn't had a go at. <laughs> but wasn't it great to see her back? Uh, she used to ride oh, fantastic. a very good horse many years ago called Proudly Agro, uh, that you might remember. Uh, yes, but he was a terrific great. horse for the Bowditch family going back some years ago. Yes, and. Uh, as I said, those Provincial Cup or the Amateur Cup wraps up that circuit. We, we head inland, of course, as we do on Bushbeat uh, with the country racing. And great to see the Cups uh, occurring through the weekend and particularly out at Thangool. They had the Eric and Val Nobbs Memorial Thangool Cup open handicap and taken out by Craigley Arion. Let's pick up the replay, Rob. Mason's Chance strikes the lead and moved away. It's Mason's Chance, a half in front of Native B. Craig Lee Arion just behind them, sweating on that run still from Barashiel and Dawning Queen. Mason's Chance tackled by Native B. Barashiel late. Craig Lee Arion through in the centre. Craig Lee Arion, Barashiel, Barashiel, Craig Lee Arion. They hit it. Craig Lee Arion. Craigley Arion got up and beat Barashiel, Native B. Yeah, Craigley Arion started about an $8 chance, Rob. 
he certainly did and uh, Darren Walker who called that race uh, and all races there magnificently on the uh, weekend joins us this morning and and good morning to you, Darren. And firstly, Craigley Arion, this warhead, he is developing a real affinity with the Thangirl track. Yeah, good morning, Steve, and good morning, Rob. Thanks for having me. But you're exactly right there. He certainly is uh, building quite a record here on the course. He uh, He's now had the four starts on the track for three wins in a second. So, yeah, he certainly does love it here. And what's interesting, the Sire Warhead, I don't know if you follow Hong Kong Racing, formerly Command and Conquer, is now Nabu Attack, and he's one of the biggest and, and most talented horses in Hong Kong by that Sire Warhead. Def, definitely, and uh, two from two, I think, over there now, Steve. He went with a big reputation, of course, and the Warheads, they just are so tough when they get on these, uh, particularly the country and provincial circuits. This one's won three of his last four. And great job, Crystal Johnson, uh, Darren, here. And also James Baker. He's a comeback jockey as well. And uh, getting down, he carried 57-2 over. But James is doing a good job coming back into the saddle. And, uh, look, he rode this to perfection, I think, really grabbing the run that he needed uh, with those uh, those good class horses in this race, Barrachill. It was a good field, Darren, when you look through that uh, the form in that race. Yeah, it certainly was. Like a, It was a very strong cup. For, even though we only had the eight runners, it was very competitive with less than a length and a half separating the first four. And as you said, the cup taken out there by Craig Learion, trained by Crystal Johnson and ridden a treat, really, by James Baker. Uh, as you said, it was a very good ride from him. He, he bounced him out quickly out of the boxes and he led in the first 150 metres and he was then able to find the fence and drop in and get a good run fourth on the fence. And really, the only runner he had to go around was Mason's chance in the straight at about the 150 metre point. And he was able to hold off a very gallant Barashiel who was brave under his top weight. And the local native B, who ran extremely well to wind up in third, he was only beaten less than half a length, so a good performance from him. And the race favourite, Daunting Queen, she wound up fourth and she was beaten around about a length and a half. But it was a great win by Craig Learion and was certainly aided by a great ride by James Baker. Yeah, and on the day, there was a couple of interesting results. I always love seeing the cutest money go off. So when we look at the first on the program there, the Class 1, uh, the cutest money goes off with the Quinella result there with Cheesy for John Hearn and Tasha Chambers also on the comeback trail and Chris MacGyver, uh, he had the second place get a good chance for Neville O'Toole. So that money went off. But uh, tell us about the win of Cheesy, this Dutch Harry Mare. Yeah, as you mentioned, the opening race taken out there by the Dolby Galloper Cheesy and... Uh trained by John Hearn and ridden by Tash Chambers, started at $8, but there was support for her with, uh, early in the betting. She was around about the $12 mark, so there certainly was support for her. She settled back in the field and came with a well-timed run to beat a good chance who tried to lead all of the way, and the odds-on favourite, Crispy Kev, he wound up in third, beating about two and a half lengths, but it was a strong performance from Cheesy, who, if anything, was getting away from them on the line. There's one trainer who's got a tremendous strike rate in Queensland, and that's Kevin Miller. When we look at race three on the program, I remember Scotty Power when the uh, when he did the results from Dingo. This is a NATO. Uh, it won by ten and a half lengths in its maiden. Well, it was a bit closer on the weekend, but it went out as odds-on favourite, and Talia Fenlon uh, uh, kicked it home uh, for Kevin Miller for the perfect record so far, two out of two. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's a promising galloper, Zanadu. Uh, as you said, two for two now. He was Ultra impressive at Dingo, winning by 10.5. And, and while he only scored by a length here on Saturday, it was another good performance. He was able to rail through and lead with Daunting Princess and then uh, draw away over the concluding stages to defeat 
a very game-daunting princess who didn't shirk the task and three lengths away in third was so large. But it was another good performance from Zanadu and who, after all, was only having his second race start, even though he is a five-year-old and he will only improve with the experience and he definitely does have a bright future ahead, that's for sure. And uh, Olivia Cairns didn't get there with uh, the Cup in Mason's Chance, but she did get a win with Marata in the Maiden on the day. Yeah, it was a good performance from Marata, actually, uh, ridden by Montana Philpot. Uh, she backed up, actually, Marata from uh, Emerald last Monday, finishing fifth there. And uh, she it was a good effort because she started from the outside alley, actually, of the seven runners. So she raced wide throughout, but uh, was very strong through the line, beating the $2 favourite, Baba Vanga, by two and a quarter lengths. And Recuse ran on to grab third. But as I said, a good performance from Murata after sitting deep the whole way and was just too strong for them out wide. And Queensland's leading stallion, better than ready. Don't you see the winners crop up everywhere? This was a five-year-old mare in uh, the other feature event, and uh, this was a Noel Howard. I love the fact that there are memorial races on country racetracks, um, Darren, and uh, great to see the Noel Howard Memorial is the new market, the Benchmark 65, and Jabelle Ready for Joshua Manselman in this case, and Chris MacGyver uh, scoring there. Yeah, it was a good performance from Dejebel Reddy. Actually, started one of the outsiders at seventeen dollars, uh, and Chris MacGyver certainly earned his percentage on this fellow. He uh, was under extreme pressure approaching the corner when Walshy seemed to kick clear with what looked to be a winning lead. However, under the urgings of Chris, he was able to rally and grab Walshy right on the line in a great finish with Spring Thorpe a neck away in third. But it certainly was a strong performance from both Dejebel Reddy and Chris. McIver to win the new market and as you mentioned there earlier about the memorial races that was the Noel Howard Memorial New Market and obviously the cup was the Eric and Val Nobbs Fangul Cup and those both families are very prominent prominent grazing families in central Queensland and it's great to see their legacy continue with these races named in their honour because they have done an awful lot for racing here in Calloid Valley. Yeah, just, Darren, sorry if I put you on the spot here, but um, Noel Howard, um, now he was a prominent grazier in that area, and and was he the father of uh, John Howard that was a jockey, and now he's a prominent owner with some horses in the Rocky area, I know, goes to the yearling sales most years, so have I got the right family connection there? That's exactly the right family. Actually, I was talking to John at the races there on Saturday, and he was telling me that Dawson Diva was starting in Melbourne this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, no, that's exactly the right family, and they've been... Great supporters of, as I said, racing not only just here around Thangool and the Calloid Valley, but throughout central Queensland and Queensland in a whole. So, you know, as I said, great to see their names still to the fore on the racing calendar. Oh, it's lovely to hear that John was able to get out there as well because I do tend to catch up with him at the March uh, Cutis sales every year. So uh, great to see the involvement still going there. What a great comprehensive review. Darren, where do you head to next um, with your calling? Oh, no, we've got a bit of a break now. Uh, no meeting here at Tangoo until November 27. That's our next meeting. And then uh, then January 15. And then we have our first TAB meeting on February 28. So we've got a little bit of a break now until November 27. Yeah, I've been waiting for that TAB meeting to come up. So definitely in February. It's a great initiative for the country racing um, 
circuit. And just, just very briefly, uh, from our end out here in the Central West, you're talking memorials, just like the pass on our Bushbeat symphonies to, we lost two identities out here this week in uh, Dave Ross, uh, who was a, a prominent trainer, raced on many tracks, and also a life member of our jockey club, Laurie Eisentrager, unfortunately passed away on, um, I just forget the day now, I think it was Saturday as well. So uh, thoughts and prayers to... Uh, families there and uh, I'm sure those names will be time honoured in memorial races down the track in our region but so important isn't it Darren on the country circuit we remember those from before us who have done so much for country racing yeah you're exactly right there Rob um, thank you again for being on this morning and uh, great to hear that uh, call and that result for Craigley Aaron I know it'll be a real pickup for Stan and Marilyn Johnson down there at Craigley Stud They've, Stan's been doing it pretty tough and Crystal doing a great job thanks again Darren good morning to you Thank you. Steve, um, Darren Walker there coming in with the, the results out of um, Thangool. And those cup results continued over the weekend, of course, and uh, Morven was the mm, scene Where's Morven, right? Morven, uh, when you talk Roma, you get out to Roma, if you head up towards uh, Blackhall, it goes Mitchell Morven. It's about 170 k's uh or which direction, west of uh, Roma, uh, okay. headed towards Blackhall. And it's a dirt and, track? Uh, then you head Augathella and so on. And Sorry. a dirt surface? Ah, uh, yes, dirt surface. And, and that's what probably helped little Rog for Craig Smith and Johnny Rudd. There's that name, John Rudd. Yeah. Good to see him. He's the hero winner. from some weeks ago that pushed the young girl, Lily Barr, <laughs> yeah, back definitely. into the saddle. Definitely, and, and the young girl's gone on to be a winner, that actual horse has, and Johnny Rudd continues. And when I see him, I think he's pleased that the media interest has died down a little bit. Um, but it was a fabulous effort. He's a great bloke, Johnny Rudd, and he's always one of the first on track. And great to see him get a double on the day. Firstly, with little Rog, this horse was unplaced at Barky in a five-event program, a five-horse field, sorry, um, where he didn't seem to enjoy the track and he got track wide, but he loves the sand and dirt surfaces, Craig indicated that day. And little Rog, too strong by half length over another plan that had won the Junder Cup and then backed up at the tab meeting at Bar Alden with a win. So that is a strong form line win. And I don't know if those gallopers are going to head towards things like the Longreach Cup on Saturday week, but they're in the form to do so with splits in the third uh, in that particular race. But another winner there for, of course, one of Queensland's best stallions ever in show of heart. I mentioned Johnny Rudd having the double. He rode for Rebecca Kerwin, who was the next jockey as well, and Rebecca now trains as a new winner, an acutest winner in Curic, the four-year-old gelding by Tycoon Rula. I don't know whether that's a play on name, mm. C-U-R-I-C, compared to Q-R-I-C. I would pronounce it the same way, Steve. Um, but it's well named. It's by Tycoon Rua. Rip over second. Took some prize money for the cutest. And my chin into third. So Johnny Rudd featured there with the doubles. But so did Michael Schrappel. He combined with Les Baker with a last start winner in Scold. It came off a strong win at Junda at its last run. Two wins and a third. Only three runs for the stable. Going well for Les Baker. King Connie into uh, second for Raymond Fraser. And Strelex into third, and the other winner for Michael Chappelle was with Pat Richardson uh, with Stazana. Here's another one that placed, or was unplaced at Barcaldon on the tab meeting on the grass after it won at uh, Cunnamulla, and it defeated Prototype and Just Fabulous in the Curly Cattle Transport Benchmark 50 handicap. And the one I've missed for the day, William Pugsley and Anna Bacos combining, I've missed two actually, uh, with Tour Master and Akeed Mafid. Two wins, two seconds, its last four. It took the benchmark 65 over Old Town Road and Tasani Magic. 
And great to see Brendan Richardson. Uh, Brendan actually uh, gets a two-course double for the day because when I report on Ilfa came, he got a winner there. And Jerry Zander finally cracked it there at Thangul in the benchmark. Sorry, at Morven with the benchmark 55 over 1,800. Gemma Steele back in the saddle. And this Lucas Cranick had run eight at Longreach at the uh, last meeting here. Uh, then was scratched at the start at Bar Calden, defeated Maximum Hustle and Atiav. But all honours with little Rog at um, Morven for the Morven Cup. Mm. I often hear you and Tony talk about, you know, the female dominance at some of these mm-hmm. Queensland country programs. I don't know if you've kept any stats, but I notice it happened at Nanango again on the weekend. All ladies won every race there, female riders. Well, put it like this. I don't have the exact stats, but, oh, no, there's no, Steve, there was one in Nanango that went to Vashan Van Kaya. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, but every week every other there's race. usually one of the meeting um, that that does happen in, and it's happening. I, I would think we're getting close to double-digit figures now. Okay. Um, but we're so reliant on the ladies uh, in the country areas. And you mentioned those lady jockeys, Hannah Phillips. Well, she started with a double with Tom Maloney on that day uh, with Igbo, the Equiano. And look at this, two two, tra- uh, two horses for the Tom Maloney stable. They're both six-year-olds. They're both by Equiano. First two races, Igbo, and then the second race, Diggity, uh, that has also appeared. It was either in Battle of the Bush or the Stampede. So it's a good little horse, Diggity. Won the open over the late and music scene. And, of course, Hannah Phillips booting home both of those to perfection for Tom Maloney. Dave Reynolds' team at Go To Parking in good form. He's had another winner with high rewards in the maiden for Shannon Steffen, the four-year-old mare by Fiorente, uh, defeating Empire Day and Ark Eagle. And then Montmont, Kathy Stabe and Vishan Van Kaya, the Monashi Mountain, uh, took the cutest money. And in the Class B, beat it for Jasmine Cornish and Chelsea Jockey, female trainer as well. Uh, one lickety split five-year-old defeated our last penny and Gaius Julius. But, yeah, Steve, it's a common feature and they've got four out of the five there at Nanango on the weekend. But I went down to Ilfracombe on the weekend for that meeting that ended up a seven-event program and it was a meeting that, was a result of the river circuit being postponed and it was originally the uh, Baduri meeting but what a great win we're about to hear with the Scott Brothers Construction Open Handicap over 1,000 metres for fully max for Toddy Austin and Brooke Richardson past the 400 metres mark and Zukaz along the rails and now Angels of Fenway pushes up one up the outside, Fully Max trying to get through the centre there as Drayman is four wide into the straight and Zillator back along the rails getting a lovely run Fully Max goes up on the outside with Drayman challenging Angels of Fenway great finish coming up as Fully Max the grey, he drives through Fully Max and Zillator rushes oh this is close to a dead heat, Zillator has rushed in the last couple of bounds Zillator fully maxed Fully Max Zillator, it's a nose decision, and I'm a metre past the post here. It certainly was, but Fully Max ended up getting it to the cheers of favourite punters, Robert 250, and that horse has won 12 races now, Fully Maxed. Yeah, reward for effort. He was a uh, in the Battle of the Bush final, and he led them. Oh, he was in front with about 100 to go, and he's he's bounced back with a win. He's now at a win a second and uh, two fourths at his four runs uh, since that time, and Zillator was six lengths off the second last horse, 400 metres from home, and Alicia Ross railed it like a greyhound and nearly got up. It was a nose. Uh, Angels of Fenway into third, but fully maxed. He comes into this uh, Longreach Cup weekend uh, in two weeks' time, two weekends' time 
in really good form. And talking about the lady jockeys, of course, has another program where, except for Jason Misson and Clinton Austin, was same old story. They rode the program, but uh, that was a part of a double for Clinton. Same old story, a real saga mare. It's another one in good form, two wins in its last three. It got up over Oliphants and God's Penny. Um, Clinton's other uh, runner, of course, this is one to watch in the Longreach Cup, Burden, ever since he's got it up to distance racing. It took out the 1,400-metre well-shot hotel open handicap for Emma Bell, who regularly rides the last at uh, Ilfracombe. She's won two Wallowie Cups there. We call her the Queen of Ilfracombe. And Emma kicked that home burden. It's got the ability to sit and sprint, and over these distances, it's proving very, very hard to beat. Two, uh, three wins, two placings at last five. Too strong for Briz Vegas and Heroism. Alicia Ross uh, came back to the meeting and she had a double. Empire Princess for David Rebel. David Rebel in the Class B, defeating one Capilano, another nose decision. And Tan Din, she kicked home for David. It's had four wins for him and uh, three minor placings and it's all been cutest money the whole way through but unfortunately broke down past the post and uh, had to be a humanely euthanized at the end uh, Ashbury Park second Coupe de Ville but uh, Alicia a good winning ride there to bring up the double uh, I mentioned Brooke Richardson getting that win for Todd Austin with Fully Max well she also won on You're My Hero the ex-South Australian with Peter Jolly this cap hero had scored at the Bar Calden meeting and uh, backed up over the 1200 or oh, was too, imp- too strong too impressive and defeated no refund and Kelmar uh, and that was part of Brooks' double on the day. And the other winner was Dakota Graham for Brendan Richardson. And Missy M uh, took out the maiden over my fixation and improving first run for the new owners. They missed getting in the cutest race at Barcold in the previous week, but they picked up the standard prize money. And, uh, look, it was a great day's racing, seven events. And it was just so good to see this once-a-year club take put their hand up and uh, pick up another race meeting and and pull Mm. it off so well. Rob, I just want to mention something, and I I was made aware of this some weeks ago, and I've just received some more detail as well, and I'm going to interview Cherie Drake on Racing Active, but it all all relates to Cherie Drake. We know Cherie, a very talented rider, and her partner, Greg Cornish. You just mentioned Jasmine Cornish a moment ago, but Kirsty Batson is her name now, so the daughter of Cherie and also Greg was involved in a a head-on car accident back in August uh, 2021 in Logan Village, um, head-on with a bus, and she suffered very nasty injuries, um, including a broken neck, bleeding on the brain, multiple fractures, severe breaks to her legs, ankles, tibia, and so on. And um, there's a GoFundMe page happening at the moment. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, Cherie and Greg's daughter, Kirsty, but um, we'll have to try and raise some money for her because I don't think she's getting a lot of financial support at the moment. Uh, Kirsty Batson is her name, Rob. Yeah, and I think there's been a fair bit of social media coverage of that, which is great to see the racing community, isn't it, Steve, uh, get behind these things. It's just so unfortunate to um, to see happen. So, yeah, and, and you're going to uh, be talking to... I'll talk Cherie to Cherie. Racing yeah, if I don't do it tomorrow, I'm going to do it on Thursday as well. I'm even wondering, Cherie was, uh, of course, suffered some very nasty injuries mm. as well some years ago. So, obviously, I'll get an update on, on Kirsty, but also Cherie Drake as well. Yeah. And... Um, and with two country meetings from the weekend to get through, including the Gundawindi Cup, where we've got uh, Brett Moody uh, coming on, that was the final cup meeting up in Mount, uh, up in Cloncurry in the northwest. Uh, there was a, 
a great sequence of wins for Philip Cole out of Darwin and Matthew Gray. And, uh, of course, uh, that finalised that four in a row with Torchbearer in the Concurry Tyres and Batteries Open Handicap. And the significance of this win, not only was it the end of the sequence of four, but uh, Tango Rain, the odds-on favourite, was unable to reel in Torchbearer as we uh, hear Andrew Watts um, call in that particular race, Steve. Certainly. And Tango Rain still travels well, so too does Torchbearer. They're two in front of Capset, who gets off their heels. Down the outside, Mr Tindler, night attire, but Torchbearer, he goes up on the outside of Tango Rain, who's flat to the boards. Now Capset chimes in, but it's Torchbearer at the 100. Torchbearer storms clear of Tango Rain, who tries hard, but Torchbearer in a canter wins by a length and a half over Tango Rain. Capset third, six away to night attire, and Mr Tindall. Yeah, Torchbearer there. He's now won eight races from 75, and he's by Shell Scrape, Rob. Yeah, and Philip Cole came all the way across from Darwin, and he employed Matty Gray for the day, and they got the four in a row. It'll be easy for you this morning, Watsy. Sorry we're running a little bit late there, but um, it's easy to wrap up the first four results out of Cloncurry with that combination. Yeah, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Steve. And uh, what a fantastic day for travelling Darwin trainer Philip Cole. He'd set up stable uh, in the northwest. He'd planned actually to do the river circuit this year, uh, culminating with Birdsville. But uh, obviously, as we all know, that didn't go ahead. So he still managed to come down, uh, trek down the 1,600 and uh, so kilometres and set up base uh, in Mount Isa and uh, got the just rewards. Uh, we'll go through these winners starting in race one. It was Faith and Love, the first of the four for Philip Cole and Matty Gray. Uh, ripped right away in the run to the line but to win by seven and three-quarter lengths over Forgotten Bow. Uh, he'll take improvement out of that race. He was three and four wide the trip. And Hologram, who ran home okay into third. The second of the quaddy for the Cole Gray combination was Blacks. Now, this horse looked a million dollars in the yard. It started even money favourite and uh, duly saluted by three and three quarter lengths over Monica Room, who ran a cheeky race for Tanya Parry and Jeff Felix. And my boy Sooty uh, made up many lengths from the tail of the field for Kerry Crow and Nari Nelson to run third, beaten eight lengths. The third of the quaddy. He was a stroke of magic, um, who was good. Uh, set, uh, the pace was set early here by Christmas Creek and Costa Royale. Uh, Matty Gray had the gun run back on the fence, uh, peeled off their heels, turning for home and let down, and won impressively by two and a half lengths over Christmas Creek, who loves Con Curry for Denise and Dan Ballard. And Costa Royal uh, plugged away into third for Kerry Crow and Jason Mabarovich, beaten three and a half. An eye catcher in that race again was Soviet, uh, who made up many lengths to finish fourth. Uh, the fourth leg of the the winning sequence was Torchbearer. We heard that in the call. Uh, Tango Rain, uh, he missed the start. Um, and just the big weight really told, 11.5 kilos swing. Uh, I know weights don't generally mean as much over the sprint distance, but uh, 11.5 kilos is certainly significant. Lost no admirers, though, Tango Rain finishing in, uh, in second, and Capset are doing his best work late for Stephen Royce and Jason Hooper. Uh, Andrew... Sorry, I've got to say the Ballard family did chime in and at least uh, keep some of the money up there in the northwest. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had a, a hand in uh, both the last two uh, races. Now, Empire Games um, started $4, which I thought was a mighty big price for this galloper train by Damien Finter. If you go back three starts, he was narrowly beaten at Townsville. Then he went to Mount Isa. If, if you go back through this horse's form, like many horses up in the northwest, he just doesn't go on that surface up there. Uh, came to the curry on Saturday and just parked off Zagatova and Farfar, who set up a pretty good speed. Um, Mr. Hazy actually looked 
like he was going to make it five from five for Philip Cole and Matty Gray, but he peaked on his run and Empire Games popped the bib out when it counted and beat Zagatova a short half head. Mr Hayes, he was gallant, beaten uh, just on a length for third and far, far wound up in fourth. And as you suggested, Lucky, the Ballard's combined uh, husband and wife combination, Denise and Keith, as they have many, many times before up there in the northwest, saluted with Dukes County. Um, another one who just cut, parked off the speed set by Grand Symphony and Snippy Strategic, and Keith popped him out with about 500 metres to go and let rip with a really good run and won pretty easily in the end, uh, two and a quarter lengths over Grand Symphony, who never runs a bad race for Stephen Royce and Jason Hooper. And old Snippy Strategic and Almighty Gold um, dead heated for third, but Snippy um, back to 12 and 1300. I think the old boy can probably win another race for Kerry Crow and Jason Mavarovich. And uh, in that uh, dead heat for third, Almighty Gold, Damien Finner and Nari Nelson. Two to watch out of that race. Now, I don't know there was seven in it, but do I have to? And Immutable both made up many lengths. And uh, I think they could be players uh, in a mile race, a, you know, a restricted mile race uh, down the track. Do I have to? And Immutable, Rob. And uh, also good to see the naming of that race. Simpson Desert Racing Carnival Open Handicap was the extra race, I think, added to the program by Racing Queensland and, of course, sponsorship across the day. But just good, good little name for that race for that uh, uh, being added to the program. Yeah, good name for the race. And again, as I say every time when I cover Cloncurry, uh, hats off to the uh, Luke Daniels and his team. Well, they had a relatively quiet day there, trackside. Rob, only 600. And, and I always uh, make mention to the team, you know, any uh, country club across the whole of Queensland would uh, kill to get a, a 600 as a quiet day, but they do it well up there. They've got great support from the community and are really looking forward to their tab day coming up on the 8th of October, Friday. And uh, as president of the Longreach Jockey Club, you'll be looking forward to the uh, TAB meeting, the Longreach Cup, in two sad days' time. But you've also got a little bit of quick news in regard to our picnic clubs in the area that you cover in Corinna and Tower Hill. Yeah, there was a little bit of um, uncertainty going forward with the picnic circuit, uh, predominantly Corinna. Um, without getting in too much into the details, but Simon Stout uh, attended the AGM of Corinna over the weekend, and um, they're A-OK to go ahead for 2022, which is great news. I mean, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, the picnic circuit, I understand that, but it's uh, ticks two really big boxes uh, for mine. Animal welfare uh, gives these horses, a, let's be honest, are too slow for corn, uh, a second lease of life until they're 12. And also, these meetings attract such a big crowd, and, and for mental health purposes and people off their properties, uh, it's fantastic that... Um, we're going ahead for another year. Anyhow, the only trick will be there'll be no professional jockeys allowed to ride at the meeting to keep it completely amateur. Uh, we did have a couple uh, head out there this year with, with low jockey numbers. So that might be a snag that they'll hit down the track. But uh, Corinna and Tower Hill definitely back for 2022. Uh, great to hear that news. And uh, you're headed somewhere this weekend too, aren't you, Andrew? Yeah, off to Springshaw this weekend to Springshaw. call the cup meeting. Uh, Scotty Power uh, unable to uh, call that meeting, so um, yeah, pleased to head over there and uh, do Springshaw this weekend. It should be should be a great day. I was reading on social media, eleven jockeys uh, there, so I expect some big nominations uh, when they come out. Well, they may be out now already. Well, we look forward to a uh, report next week. Thanks for coming on again this morning for Concurry, Watsy. Thanks very much. Steve, uh, the meeting that wrapped us all up for the weekend included a cup meeting as well, and it was the uh, Vern Kleinschmidt Country a Community Trust Gundawindi Club. Sorry, I'll get it right again. Gundawindi Gold Cup Open Handicap over 1,400 metres. And as we tune into uh, Brett Moody coming on, the great win by Test of War.
Heads are prepared to turn for home and the Gundawindi Gold Cup and the margins out the five now. Over Brainich, Mr. Tickets is running on with Cappuccino, Test of War. He's all out now. Cappuccino's running on well, but Test of War has a big enough break and he's going to go all the way in the Cup. Test of War wins from Mr. Tickets. Yeah, Test of War getting it done at Gundy, so to speak. Brett Moody. Good morning. Yes, an excellent performance by Test of War there for Les Clark and uh, Olivia Kendall. It was Olivia's uh, first day at the races at uh, uh, Gundawindi and uh, she's having this uh, great start to the season. That was a ninth win already this, this season. But uh, uh, Test of War, he was a beaten favourite at the TAB meeting at uh, Tuesday at uh, Dolby. But uh, prior to that, had won uh, at the TAB race at uh, Bow Desert and leading all the way, and he was uh, simply uh, too good for them and really relished the, uh, the tight-turning uh, Gundawindi circuit. A uh, excellent performance by Les Clark, and of his last 16 runners, he's had uh, six winners and five seconds at the Gunsin Park. So, but uh, certainly always comes away from the winner. This horse was uh, bought online, uh, Test of War, and uh, he'll uh, continue, by course, by Testarossa and... Uh, a syndicate of owners there based out at uh, Warwick and uh, he'll uh, continue to uh, look for these uh, 1,400 metre races on the uh, shorter circuits and that's his uh, sixth career win and his prize money uh, getting close to 130000 So the, uh, that was the Gundawindi Cup, of course, was the uh, feature event on the five-race program at the Guntin Park on Cup Day and uh, a big crowd there of nearly uh, 600 people, beautiful weather conditions and some great racing um, test of all winning the uh, Cup. Les Clark uh, was actually on track and uh, his uh, flagship horse, um, Grandioso, won the last at the Gold Coast. So that was a, obviously a, uh, a tip in itself, the fact that he uh, did make the trip to uh, Gunsin Park. Mr Tickets, he's on the uh, Country Cups Challenge path and uh, he certainly lost no admirers carrying top weight there into second. And uh, Cappuccino for Jackie Crompton and Bella Rabjones. They won the ra- race last year with, uh, uh, with uh, Richford and uh, he also lost no admirers at his first crack at the top grade running in third place. The highlight of the meeting, though, was uh, a local victory, uh, which uh, came up in the uh, the uh, third event on the uh, card, which was the uh, Oak Tree Class B handicap, and it was won by Fitzroy Boy, and this horse is, of course, a bit of a, a cult figure, uh, probably infamously, because uh, he was one of the horses that had his throat slashed uh, out at uh, Gundawindi, and he was the worst effect that nearly... Uh, he was on death's door, and they didn't think that he would survive at one point of the time. And a great effort by uh, Barry Shepherd, not only showing he's a, a, a great trainer, but a great horseman. He nursed the horse back to health, uh, not only back to health, but back to racing, and took one more step in that his first up run, he actually won. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. This uh, horse is raced by a giddy-up Gundy syndicate, which was put together by Barry's daughter, uh, Marcel, and uh, they were most of them were all on track to see his return. They were just happy for him to go around, but he raced outside the leader uh, there in Bobby Boost. They singled out, and Fitzroy Boy was uh, strongest at the finish, so a great performance. Uh, of course, he was uh, uh, bred by Brett Kavner, who uh, raced uh, the uh, the mare La Famiglia Ruby. Uh, she won six races for the uh, six races for the Kavner stable. So um, he's a five-year-old. That's only his 11th race start. His uh, second win, 
and uh, that was a great performance. But as I say, uh, really uh, the middle finger up uh, to uh, the person or persons that um, did that horrific act to that horse in the best way possible that he bounced back and not only did that but actually won the race. So um, congratulations to uh, Barry Shep and the Giddy Up Gundy Syndicate. And it was one of three winners for Bella Rab Jones. And uh, now she has uh, a record of... She's won seven from her 15 rides at uh, Gunsin Park, so a strike rate of almost 50%. So she really loves it. She had a double at the last meeting. She had a treble there on Saturday. Uh, the other winners on the uh, program, the cutest maiden plate in this uh, great the run of uh, success continues for Corey and Kylie Gearan. Uh, the first data, Conair, uh, by the uh, DEFCON, was only his fourth individual winner as a sire, DEFCON, the Black Opal winner. Uh, but uh, this filly, who's cutest registered, picked up the uh, cutest added stakes and was ridden by Steph Lacey. And uh, also a special moment for Steph because it was her 200th career winner. All the um, hours that I've put in and keeping uh, track of uh, these uh, statistics certainly uh, makes it worthwhile when uh, Steph didn't know herself and I could announce it on her way back to the enclosure. That was a 200th winner, so she was tickled pink. Uh, this filly was uh, quite impressive. She was bought for just $2,000 online, uh, but... Um, you know, uh, Corey uh, putting together a good team here in Toowoomba and wanted a few young horses there. And, uh, yeah, she sat off uh, the favourite Eye Magic who was coming off the two-year-old run at Doombin, back for a three-year-old. She was favourite. Hidden Magic, Magic filly, uh, sorry, Hidden Dragon filly for Tony and Maddie Sears and uh, led. But Conair just uh, got past it in the home straight. And I think they put a gap on third and both those horses will follow, will pay to follow Conair and I imagine. But congratulations to Steph Lacey on win number 200. Uh, Bobby J for Matt Crop and Bella Rab Jones uh, took out the uh, benchmark 60 sprint over 1,000 metres. Uh, that was her third run back from a spell, and she just bounced to the lead and, and was not sighted. She was a beaten favourite also at that Tab Tuesday meeting at uh, Dolby, but she just over-raced a little bit. Uh, but on Saturday, she just uh, filled the bridle nicely and uh, just gave nothing else a chance. Of course, she's uh, famous because she's the half-sister to Rosie Posey, uh, apart from uh, not being a great like uh, her older sister, um, Matt Crop said, uh, completely different horses, and uh, Bobby Joe, I think you'll uh, stick her to the the uh, sprint distances. And uh, the uh, Battler's Cup, which is a, uh, a race run over the 1,800 metres for the benchmark horses, was taken out by Open Road for Kieran Kerwin and the third leg of a winning treble for Battle Rap Jones. Survived a protest from Foxy Rose, and uh, Foxy has to feel for Jackie uh, and Wayne Compton there and Olivia Webb. Uh, that is her fifth second from the last six runs. She led, but Open Road just got past. There was a little brush at the uh, at the 150, but the protest was quickly dismissed. But uh, a good performance by Open Road, also having his third run from a spell, and a good training performance by Kieran Kerwin out of uh, Clifton. As I mentioned, a great day out at uh, Gunsin Park. Their next meeting is uh, on the 4th of December. That's the Bush to Port race day at uh, Gunsin Park. But that's the uh, news I have for this morning. Thank you, boys. Good morning, all. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Yeah, Brett Moody. I just want to reiterate this, uh, this folks, and I'm going to talk, as I said, more about it on Racing Active probably on Thursday morning. But uh, Kirsty, her name is Kirsty uh, Batson. She's only 23 years of age. 
and she was riding plenty of track work in the Bow Desert area for her dad, Greg Cornish, and, of course, mum is Cherie Drake, a, a former very talented rider. And it was in August, so back in the middle of August this year, so only a couple of weeks ago in the Logan Village area just outside of Brisbane, she was driving her vehicle and it collided head-on with a minibus. Her injuries were extraordinary. Uh, Kirsty Batson, some of the injuries, well, have a listen to these. She suffered a broken neck, a bleed on the brain, most, multiple fractures and severe breaks to her legs, her ankles, her tibia, her fibula, her pelvis. Kirsty was in an induced coma for seven days after the accident, but there's not a lot of financial support for her at the moment. No income. It's a bit like the Darlene Jaray situation. So she really does need our support. You can go to the GoFundMe page and just and um, when you get to that page, support Kirsty's recovery is the page. Support Kirsty's recovery. I've put the link up on my Twitter account, which is Steve Joseph sixty nine. So far, seventeen thousand dollars has been raised, and the goal is at fifty thousand dollars. So Greg Cornish and Cherie Drake's daughter, Kirsty, who's only 23, needs our help at the moment, Rob. Yeah, and great to hear that detail, Steve, and uh, hopefully that goal reached very quickly. And out of that great report from Gun to Indy, Steve, we can wrap up Bushbeat by saying that the ladies did ride the program there, another meeting where they've done it. And what a great day for Steph Lacey to be getting her 200th winner. But there was that program again with the uh, girls kicking home, all the winners. And we've got plenty more to come next week. And, of course, people can e email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with all the great stories. Provincial racing, of course, occurring today at Rockhampton. Townsville on Thursday. Uh, Mackay on Saturday, as well as the Dolbing meeting as a tab meeting with that famous plough-in cup maiden plate over the 1,400 metres mark, uh, meet, metres uh, distance. And uh, the other cup, Races coming up, Atherton. The Atherton Cup meeting is on, as well as the Springshaw Cup race day that we heard Watsy uh, mention that he'll be calling there. I'll be going to Winton, the North Gregory Turf Club, for their Outback Festival race day, and the Gympie Turf Club with a meeting there. And, of course, we'll be back next week, Steve, uh, reporting on all those cups and races through country Queensland. Uh, look forward to it. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning to listeners. And something I should have replayed this morning, Rob, which I might do before I finish this morning, mm -hmm. is replay the Met, Met, the Medley call at Toowoomba oh, on what a Saturday fantastic night. Effort. With all those broadcasters, I think that's in the Guinness Book of records isn't it? six callers in the one race oh fantastic to great uh, listen to it of course the social media is very strong on that one but uh, great effort by the boys across the board uh honoring the uh, the late great pat o'shea